to Inner Bloom, a podcast about how to live a happier, healthier, more harmonious life as you learn how to work with the universe, reconnect with your intuition, and bloom from within. I'm Alexa, a writer, producer, and EFT practitioner with a passion for all things metaphysical. And with me is my friend and co-host, Ambie. I'm Ambie, a physical therapy assistant, mom of three, an intuitive medium who has been communicating with the spirit world since the age of five. Some might call it woo-woo, but from our perspective, anything is possible, and we intend to normalize the abnormal by sharing our own life experiences as well as intuitive insights, channeled material, wisdom from special guests, and any other resources we believe will help our souls expand and thrive. Hello, all you bloomers. We are back. I am Ambrosia. I forgot who I was. I am Ambrosia, and with me is Alexa. Hello, darlings. Hello. Happy Monday, darlings. Indeed. Indeed. Indeed lovely. Um, What's up? Happy Monday. Good. I'm good. Yeah. That's not even an appropriate response. What's up? Good. (laughs) Good is up. Good is up. Yep. Good is on the rise. Yes. Um, How was your weekend? How was your fourth weekend? My weekend was good. It was nice and relaxing. Um hung out a lot. I wa- I'm starting to walk like more. So that's nice. That is nice. Yeah. Sure watch out world. Good. Watch um, out world. Abby's walking. Yeah. How about you? How was your weekend? <laughs> my weekend was good. Um, We got to see me and my partner got to see one of our really good friends who we don't get to see very often. He was down at the shore at his family shore house in Margate, which I'm like one of those weird kids that grew up on the East Coast but never went to the shore in the summer. Like I've been like three times in my whole life. Um, Never been in the shore. Don't even know what it is. Okay. Well, in Philadelphia, every single human goes to the shore in the summer and it's like really weird if you don't. Like you feel like you've missed like a whole – it feels like a whole like season of 90210 has happened but you weren't in that season or something like that. So then like you come back to school and you're just like what the hell is happening? Um. But I went to like summer camp and I also like went to Florida because that's where my parents are from. So whatever. Anyway, so we went to Margate, which I haven't really spent any time in and it's beautiful. And like the community there is really just really relaxing and just nice. And so it was cool. We got to just spend quality time and just have a relaxing weekend in our bathing suits, like in a pool. That's fine. So. That's nice. Yeah. That's nice. Where I grew up, um, everybody – went to Cabo San Lucas for their spring oh, yeah? break. Yeah. Oh, for spring break. Well, that's a whole different For spring story. break or that's like summer, shit like that. Okay. Like, but I'm talking years. like they go for like the whole – like three months solid, they're, they live there. No. I know a lot of people, though, that spent like two weeks there. So the area that I grew up – I don't know if everybody's anybody's familiar with Poway that listens to us in Southern California, but it's like a predominantly like wealthy area. Um, it's in Southern, it's right outside of San Diego. Anyway, that's where I went to school, Poway High School. Poway? Poway, P-O-W-A-Y. Um, oh, I like that. So it's a lot of um, wealthy, wealthy children, which is fine. But like, so they, that's why they go to, Cabo I did not know store. that this was abnormal to go to Cabo. Okay. San got, it, like, got it. Um, I went to high school with Tony Gwynn jr. Who's a baseball player. Anyway, it doesn't matter if you don't know him, but I got lost in like a lot of people's homes. That's how big their houses were. I remember I actually like had to text one of my friends and I was like, I don't know where the fuck I'm at. <laughs> I think I'm in the garage, but I'm not sure. Cause it looks like, a like they had the garage set up to look like a, uh, baseball field because it was like they were practicing pitching. The kid was in anyway. So I was like, I don't know where I'm at. Um, please come, come find me. But that happened a lot. We went to high school with some kid called, (laughs) I don't want to say his name anyway, but we called him like his car's name, for example, like Porsche, because that's what he drove. (laughs) So that was his third one because he crashed the first two. So like a lot of kids like that. Got it. 
didn't know his first name. I like that, calling someone by the name of their car. That's funny. Which is a Porsche. Yeah. For your first car. But then what if multiple people have Porsches? Call them Porsche 1, Porsche 2, Porsche 3. Well, that's them. I mean, it was his first name and then Porsche. Okay. Got it. (laughs) But I didn't know his last name. Hmm. What car am I going to have? Alexa. Um... Oh, what was that car? I really loved. I really – this is so funny. This isn't even like – whatever. I really love those Nissan Zs when I was younger. Those Nissan Z convertibles. You know what I'm talking about? Like yeah, everyone yeah. had this car. I really like that. Part of me still wants that car even though it's like outdated. <laughs> Alexa, Nissan. No. Not good. Not good. I don't good. know about that one. Not Maybe luxurious yeah. enough. Not luxurious um, enough. But uh, yeah – yeah, it's funny. My yeah, that my friend who we were visiting, his family is extremely wealthy. But I was, I don't even know how. And while we we're there, I'm like, what? Why are you so wealthy? By the way, he's like sweaters. I was like, oh, great sweaters. And then they he make was, sweaters, or they sell sweaters to like Dillard's. Ah, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Um, it's a it's a big sweater business. That's all I know. Um. But that's the funny thing too. Like he was telling us about one of our other friends and how he's dating like the uh, heiress to like the carnation milk. Like, uh, and it's just so funny how it's just so funny. There's like these families that are wealthy off of like you know just the most random thing that you would never think of. But it's like, hey, it's why do you why do you think you know that name? Because they're a big deal. So the the one kid that um the Porsche kid. Anyway, his family created pool tables for the whole West Coast. There you go. Exactly. Like you just, it's just like you take it for granted. Like it's like in Romy and Michelle's high school reunion when, uh, post-its. Inventor of post-its. Yeah. Like why would you ever think, or it was, or if you like someone who invented like paper clips or something like that, it's like, what? I don't know who did it. Yeah. (laughs) But now with the internet, you can just fucking Google it and then your whole story's ruined. Yeah. But, um, it's so funny. I, I don't know if you experienced this, but I would be like, I would ask, I forget how I would ask it, but the answer would always be like, well, I'm not wealthy. My parents are wealthy. And I'm like, well, no shit. You're not wealthy. You're 15. I'm asking what your parents yeah. do for a living. Yeah. So like, you know what I mean? But like that response of like, well, I'm not wealthy. Well, I know you're not wealthy technically, yeah. but I just got lost in your house for 20 minutes. So I'd like yeah. to know what your parents are doing for a living. Yeah. Totally. Totally magodily. Um, well, it's funny that <laughs> this is our intro. Because, this is our intro to a completely different yeah, topic. Yeah, it's a completely different topic. So um, another thing that happened this weekend, which we were talking about, which we thought might be something interesting to talk about, is that – and I'm sure some of you saw this probably in the news, but one of the um, – an actor is also a dancer – possibly a singer, but he's a Disney star. His name is Cameron Boyce, um, 20 years old, died in his sleep supposedly from uh, a seizure, which was reported to be like from a prior health condition that was being managed. And it was one of those things where like this person is like the last person that you would think something would happen. It just was very completely unexpected, but also – um, the response is like not this – like how could it be this person? Like why this person? Because it's like – and and I I wasn't like – I was familiar on the periphery. Like I definitely saw him – I follow a lot of people who he's connected with and I definitely saw him and was aware of him. And every time I saw him, I felt such good vibes. And I think um, that's what's being reflected is everyone's like, no, this person was the purest soul. This person showed up in the biggest way. This person loved so hard. And how could this person like actually be gone, you know? Um, so we were talking about – Ambie and I were talking about, you know, this whole concept of – I think, Ambie, you were the one that said it. Like the good die young. Why do the good mm-hmm. die young? And – I've had him in my head ever since this happened um, and I don't know, I was saying like maybe it was so that we could try to connect with him but also it was because I really was genuinely curious like so what's the deal? Like is this – is this oh my god like the good die young like this child – this he was – this was untimely or is it and I feel that this is more it intuitively that like this um, – this was his contract like – this was his 
plan. I don't know. And that's what I think would be interesting to, you know, see if we can uh, find out. But, um, you know, be, because I've known in the past, there are some other people I've known in the past, um, again, like peripherally, but who were in my world. One I, w- I was telling Amy about was in college, this guy who just knew everyone on campus was just like the biggest light. Everyone just talked about him like he was just so full of life. And uh, anyway, he 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 died like walking home when I was still in college um, randomly. And it just seemed like out of nowhere – Someone came up and he, I don't know, it was kind of terrible. He got stabbed. But uh, it just seemed out of nowhere. And then there was this other kid who was in the music industry who just like was so loved and respected as this DJ. And he was just one of these guys who was so well known, not only because he was talented, but more so almost because of his personality, because he was just so loved and connected with so many people so deeply. And then he died out of nowhere in a car crash at a very young age. Um, And so it it just makes you think like, what was the role of these people in life? Um, was it that they were just taken so soon and it wasn't right? Or was it exactly what they intended to come in and live really hard and really full and impress upon everyone around them how to live life? And then when they go, it makes them, it makes others think about it even more, how important it is to live the way that they lived. So. Mm. I think their age is important as well. Yeah, because if someone in our society, and it could be wrong, I feel like if someone dies at 50, it's a relatively young age, but it's like, well, okay, you're 50, you know, as opposed to if someone dies at 10 or at 20, you're like, wow, that's shocking. And Mm -hmm. you're not promised tomorrow. I could go at any point. Mm -hmm. Yes. Definitely. So I think that the age factor also has something to do with it in the aspect of their message that they want to relate to people. And maybe it's not conscious, right? Maybe it's the soul's message that they want to relay. But so does that mean that like the person who's the person, right? Like Cameron Boyce, for example, like it's not like he knew he, it's like his higher self's message. Like, right. Right. It's not like he's like, I'm going to die at 20 years old this way. I don't think any, well, maybe some of us, but um, on a collective spectrum, I don't think we decide like this is what's happening. But I think your higher self or your soul says, um, this is it. You're going to make a statement. And one of those ways to make a statement is by going at a younger, what's considered to be a younger age. Yeah. Agreed. Like it's a way to – it's also, if you think about it, a way to wake other people up Mm -hmm. because if something that within this particular instance, what I was seeing is people, you know, just like you were saying, tomorrow is not promised. I will remember this person for forever. My kids will hear about the way that he impacted me. Um, You know, I I saw some people saying like, man, I I actually was thinking about reaching out to him a few weeks ago and um, saying that we should be in each other's lives more. I really regret not sending that message just for this fact that like I wanted him to know how I felt about him and now Mm -hmm. he can't. Now, now, now he won't, you know. And and I think it's this message of um, immediacy, like, or sorry, urgency, not not in, uh, you know, like you have to panic all the time, but it's like when you get, it's a message that when you get those intuitions, when you get those impulses, like, hey, tell that person how you feel about them now. Like, don't wait because you're being, you're getting the impulse for a reason. Like it's, life is happening now. It's not happening later. You know what I mean? And so many of us, I think just are like, I'll do it later. I'll catch up with them later. I'll blah, blah, blah later. And we just get into this later mode. And then, you know, years pass and we realize we've never seen that person. We've never said the thing we want to say to the person. We've always just said, I'll do it later. Mm -hmm. And so I think this is also, and it's also a message that like, if you want to do something, like do it there's no there's no time to waste so uh, again like if you keep telling yourself oh i'll chase my singing dream later or oh i'll you know go for that i'll tell you know especially like passion wise oh i'll i'll just work now and then i'll chase my passion later it's like well what what is later or i'll uh, wait until it's a better time 
yeah. the perfect time. Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I love when people tell me I want to wait until I'm financially ready for a kid. Like that's just one example, yeah. but like, A, you're never financially ready for a kid because yeah. there's always going to be stuff coming up that kids want. So it's just one example. If you really want to do it, then do it. If you don't want to do it, then obviously don't do it. I mean, you know, so. I was actually talking about that with my partner the other day because we're talking about like, you know, getting married and having kids in the next or starting to have kids in the next year. And um, we were talking about, you know, he, he was like, oh, I just wish we had a little more time. And I was like, why though? And he's like, well, I don't know. And I was like, he's like, I just still think I'm 22 in my head. And I'm like, okay, but like, what do you want to do? Like, what do you want to do before having a kid? Like, what do you think we can't do? And he's like, I don't know. And he couldn't even give me a read. He couldn't even come up with anything. He was just like, I don't know. I mean, I guess we'd travel a little more, but we could do that with a kid. And I was like, right. I was like, is this about like you being at a certain place or something or being prepared enough? And he was like, maybe. And he was like, I guess it just is like, you know, kids are like their extra cost and whatever. I was like, yeah, but – and then I – because I was on this whole kick from the week before. I was like, yeah, but couldn't it be that things that come into your life that that seem like additional cost and seem like, you know – like, for example, a kid, which you're saying like, oh, that's an extra cost of I don't even know how much money, um, is actually an opportunity for you to get really focused on creating more and expanding. Um, and he was like, yeah. And <laughs> the thing is, he's like, he has a, he's super, my partner is like super, asp- he has, he could do so many awesome things, but I think he's been in this like comfortable mode recently. I'm just like, okay. And that's great. Like, you can be comfortable. That's yeah. fine. But he he was like even cluing in. He's like, I know it'll get like a fire under my ass. Damn it! Like you know. So it's interesting how these um how these these things that can seem like or just in the example of the child, you know, it can seem like oh no, like I will have to spend that much money, and we look at that as a bad thing. But it's like, but what if that's actually going to be the catalyst for you getting into gear, like getting it's or getting closer? Yeah, getting closer to what you want, helping yourself focus, like. You know? Yeah. Yeah. My first kid was young. Like I was young and it was unexpected, obviously, but it really put me in a focused frame of mind of like, what do you want your life to be like? Because mm-hmm. this isn't it, sweetie. Mm-hmm. This isn't what you want your life to be like. Yeah. So, so going back to this whole like the good die young thing, um, should we try and maybe connect to Cameron Boyce and just, I don't know, see if he can talk or sure he has some sort of message? Because I think this could be a good opportunity. <clears throat> maybe. Let's see. Cameron Boyce, right? Yeah. Darn. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Why'd you I'm say this, darn? I'm in this in-between phase. Well, I'll explain that. I'm in this in-between phase right now where I'm starting to see spirits with my physical eyes. Um, so every now and then I get a glimpse of someone and I'm like, whoa. <laughs> I was with somebody at breakfast the other day and I was like, just like that. And then I went back and she's like, what? And I was like, did you see that person? And she's like, nope. And I was like, so that wasn't a person. And she's like, nope. Cool. Okay, cool. So this is (laughs) happening. And she's like, what did they look like? And I was like, to be honest, I had no idea. I was just following something, but I realized it wasn't like, I understood that it wasn't in this um, reality. Anyway, when I was taking out my headphone because I was hearing something, but I don't think it was um, a spirit. Anyway. Okay. So Cameron, let's see. There's, it's like a sweet, like, Hey, like kind of like shy person. I would say he's probably five ten. He's smaller than I thought he would be. I thought he'd be taller. He's small. He was small. 
See five between five eight and five ten. Let me see. I, and every I don't. Time I saw him. He was like short. He like hold on, shorter. It says five six. Oh, he's even shorter. Yeah. Good for him. Um. And you already know what he looks like. So, um, and everybody else knows what he looks like too with his curly hair. His curly hair is a big a big feature. Um, did he have heart problems? Do you know? I don't know. Um, verify see. a few facts. Oh, wait. About yeah, wait. Let's see. Um, like a heart Well, here's what's, here's what's weird is that a while ago, I don't know how long ago, but it, maybe it was a couple years ago, there was a rumor that he died that wasn't obviously true back then. Yeah. Um, and I'm seeing that it says – I think the rumor was that he had had a heart attack. Hmm. So I don't I don't know. I don't see anything that like he had a specific heart condition, but I know they said he had a medical condition. So I don't, I don't know. Also, he's showing me like uh, – I think it was a role that he played. It's like baseball of some kind or a sport. I don't know if that makes any sense. Um, but he's trying to validate a couple of things for me, which I appreciate. I'm also seeing him push a girl in a swing, um, which, again, I feel like is in a role. He did sing, didn't he? Um, yeah, he did. I feel like he worked a lot. He worked really hard. Yeah, he had a lot of things going on. Um, can we ask him – what his so about his death like so was that his sole contract to die at in this way he's saying of course it was um it wouldn't have happened if it wasn't so when he transitioned was it a huge surprise for him. Yeah. It was. Yeah. He answered it before you asked it. That's why I smiled. Um, yeah. Because I, I feel like his uh, views on how it was going to happen were different than how it actually happened. Not that the belief system was different, but that the views were different. Like I feel like he was pretty open-minded about a lot of things. Um, so he didn't know that he would be like teleported up. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't know that he would get to watch everybody um, as they were finding out about news about him. Was and that hard? That was, yeah, he said that was difficult. Um, he loves his family so much. Um, his dad, I don't know what's going on with his relationship with his dad, but he keeps bringing – that's the third time he's mentioned his father. I've heard – or what I've read is that they had like an insanely close bond specifically. Um, yeah, he learned a lot of stuff from his dad. He was very, um, he showed me that baseball image again. Mm, like like the catch. father. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, yeah. that American view. Um, okay. Um, uh, what else? So, was this – my question is, so was this medical condition something he knew he might die early from? No. No, so that it wasn't expected. It wasn't something that he thought – so he he's showing me like um, you never think you're going to die at this age. Right. So while it was something that could have killed him, he wasn't thinking that this was how he was going to go. And neither was anyone else. No, people were worried. People, Other people were worried. Okay. So I guess I'm trying to understand, like, for his family, like, was like, this, like... What was the medical condition, or did they know it wasn't, yeah. like... Was it, like, a diagnosis of cancer or something like that, where you, yeah. you know, you... Okay. Um, was it, like, ep epilepsy or something, where it's, like, he might just, like, have a seizure... Like, I mean, that's what apparently happened, but. 
Yeah, but the seizure wasn't related. the The seizure was related, but the seizure, like it, it's showing. He's showing me like it shut down other parts of his body. Okay, if that makes sense. And then we're going back to the heart. So I, I don't know if he had like a heart condition. What I'm sensing is that he had like a heart murmur or like something mm, like that. Yeah. And the seizures kind of um, made it a skip out of rhythm. Okay. Interesting. Okay. And so also like was this related – Again, I'm not a doctor. Right. Go ahead. So was this related – was this seizure triggered by like all the energy influxes happening right now? Was it related to that on the planet? And you said no. Was this – said like before he transitioned, he had no idea of that. He had no idea about – like the energies. He's doing this. Right. Energies. Right. Uh, right. He didn't have to know about it. I was just saying like could that have been up triggered by it because – No, this is more like pinpointing down to him. Okay. So this was his time. Yeah. And is Although there- I don't think that's um, his only seizure that happened. I think he had seizures. But um, – this seizure in particular was was specific for him. And was this was it at this time for a reason? Okay. Um He said, yes, it's always for a reason. So then I asked what the reason was. And then he said it was an exchange. What does that mean? That's a good question because I don't really understand. He's showing me like an exchange of services. Um, What do you mean an exchange? You have to have so many people like max capacity. You have to have so many people coming out and coming in. That's kind of a funny way of of showing it Mm. but there has to be balance on the planet so he he was like so high vibe though why did he have to exchange because more low vibe people are becoming high vibe like does that i mean help us understand in some way Was it to help the people around him, like, catapult? So it was a couple of things. It was to show possibilities of what can happen in a, in a very good way. But what he's showing is that um, it's like it's like we think the scales are, like, like good and bad, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to – let me know if I'm not doing a good job of explaining this and telling him. So bad and good, right? And then someone dies, someone is born, and so forth. But what it actually is, is bad and good, bad and good, right, Right. are mixed. But there needs to be balancing of the scales that are happening instead of this uneven balance happening. But the balance is not necessarily between high vibe and low vibe because that's still good and bad right okay so it's just an exchange of uh it's just an exchange of um frequencies and then it's also an exchange of contracts that are fulfilled and unfulfilled still okay so was his okay thank you contracts that are fulfilled and unfulfilled is the main thing that he wants to share. Contracts that are doing that. Like you did it. You got it. Contracts that are fulfilled and unfulfilled. Right. So his death, even though it felt like why, like why, why does like, so young. Yeah. yeah. He had so, so young. Much he had more so to much. Do. Yeah. Exactly. Had so much left. But was this actually the thing he had to was this actually what he had to do? Like I'm saying this de- this transition is actually so powerful for everyone around him and everyone affected by him. No. Oh, okay. So you're thinking about it incorrectly in the aspect of what he's saying. Is okay. Incorrectly yeah. in the aspect of 
uh, you're thinking that the death, like Princess Diana is a good example. He's bringing that up. Okay. Her death was viewed by so many people as like, oh, it's such a travesty, right? Because mm-hmm. she's so young and beautiful and she had so much more to give. But it was the actions that were leading up to her death that made you feel like you've lost something when she transitioned. Okay. Same thing with him. It's the actions right. and each interaction that he took with people mm-hmm. that made you feel like something happened, something bad happened when he transitioned because you've lost that bright light. But what he's saying and he wants to point out is that he did it in front of people because he was a celebrity, right? There are lots of other people that do this all the time with small interactions and everybody can do this with seemingly mundane interactions. You're just being that bright light for people. Okay. So you said not a doormat, just a bright light. Not a doormat, a bright light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what was – okay. So so what was the legacy that he left behind, like, from his perspective? Like, what was the – Always be kind. Always be nice to people. Mm. No matter who they are or how small their role is, how small you think their role is. Mm. Okay. And – what about everyone who? Hold on, he's saying one more thing. Okay, he's saying when you're a celebrity, it's you have an advantage on this because you are very aware of each interaction you have with someone, with the doorman, with the waitress, with the guy that washes your car. Right, you're very aware of these interactions because they could possibly turn up on the internet. Right, but when you're not a celebrity, you're unaware of it. You're lost in your own world. He's showing me someone on their phone texting. Mm. You're lost in your own world. And therefore, no one feels seen. Right. So celebrities know they're seen all the time. So they act in accordance. They said they have to. Oh, my God. I can see you. Hi. You see him with your eyes? He's gone now. But I did for like that long for a second. What was he wearing? I just saw his little face. Oh, okay. (laughs) That was cool. You got so excited. That was super cool. But I think my excitement was like, boop. <laughs> it's all good. Um, cool. Okay. So I guess I'm just still curious, I guess, about like, I don't know. I just keep thinking about his like Descendants co-stars in particular. Um, it felt like they – the Dis- it was like the Disney movie they all did together that I think yeah. made him really famous. And it feels like they're all so, so close. What is this? How is this? Learn from me. What he's saying is learn from me. Learn With from each me. action you take after someone passes away, mm-hmm. you have a thought. Would they like this? Would they approve of this? You know, what would they say about this? Mm. Right? So learn from them. Don't hold them on a pedestal. But learn from them in the aspect of uh, be like the person that you admire. Mm. So I feel like there's someone in particular that's in his life in this in this category, um, his co-stars. Um, and they're maybe not the nicest individual mm. that can that is really starting to look at their actions, really starting to look at like how they treat other people. Um, and so that's one of the ways that he's kind of helping other people. I also want to say that he's with other family members and he wants me to tell, uh, people that for every, anyone that's worried about him being alone or scared or anything like that. He has a lot of other, um, ancestors and family members and, um, soul family that he's with right now. He's not alone. Okay, great. And is he like visiting his family like right now, or how is he dealing with the transition? He said, thanks for asking that question. Um, and he's getting like choked up because it is, it is a transition for both sides. Um, he's being with his family right now, but it's not the same, obviously. Um, 
but it'll get easier. He's aware that it'll get better. It'll get easier. Um, just have to just have to really love people and really show. He's just showing me an image of him like hugging his dad, just like from his dad's hunched over with his hands in his head. Mm. And he's like hugging his dad from the back. Mm. Yeah. Is it still hard as a spirit to see your, do you still feel pain? Like when you see your family in pain and they don't know that you're there, for example, like you still feel that? So what he's saying is that you miss the physical interaction with people. Yeah. Um, and that also you – yeah. So he's showing me, like, you understand the bigger picture. He's zooming out. You understand the bigger picture, but you also understand how they feel lost in their own world because it's so small right now. Mm-hmm. So that part is difficult. But as a spirit, can you feel the do, – does he feel the pain? Like does he f- feel sad, for example, as a yes. spirit? Yes, he does. And what does he do – like here in the physical, we have, you know, like if you're feeling sad, let's do some emotional processing or let's do this and this. And Like how do spirits deal with those emotions? Mm-hmm. Um, it's not this, uh, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. I was on the right page. It's not the same as dealing with the emotions because you have the bigger picture. You have that zoomed okay. out perspective as well, but that doesn't mean you don't get to feel it. And notice what he said. You don't get to feel it. So it's a gift. Okay. So it's something you're like tapping into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And otherwise, like, or what was your... Everybody's perspective is different, though. Wow, this is fucking amazing. I'm so sorry, Cameron. Um, this is just the coolest thing ever. Yeah. It keeps... He keeps coming in focus and then out of focus and, like, my mind's just being blown right now. That's so cool. Is there a reason why Ambi is Ambi's ability just um, strengthening for her to be able to see you in the physical? Oh yeah. Do you know this? Like that. Or are you out. showing your? Are you more related to the physical right now? Is that why she's better able to see you? Or So I don't really understand what he's saying. He's saying it's easier when you're physical. Keep going. It's easier when you're in the physical and then you can go back and forth and back and forth. But that's, what does that mean? Do you understand I was that? wondering if that that's what popped into my head. It's because he's just so newly transitioned that he's like kind of still okay. in that vibration. He's not so high up yet. I don't know. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, yeah. Because he's saying I need to elevate – my vibration more because like yeah so is that what happens like spirits transition and then right when they're transitioned they're still pretty connected to to the physical especially because they're probably comforting their family so much and like really being in those vibrations is that correct um that's as very very close yeah that's as close as anybody's gonna get he said um also he wants me to let you know that he's had some people that he knows see him too and they kind of do a double take so are the people like are his family open to spirits and the afterlife and were his circle was his circle open to that open to the idea yeah not mediums he said but yeah open to the idea that's cool Cool. Um, awesome. Was there anything else that he felt inspired to share? Um, I do think he was telling me that his grandmother was like a medium or psychic or something like that. Oh. That. He just, but how do we verify that? Anyway, um, it was either his grandmother or his great grandmother. The person's passed away and it's with Did him. he believe in spirits when he was alive? No. No. 
Not at all. Did he have any inkling that he would die young? I think he had a dream. A dream. Yeah. That he would die. He that he had a dream that he would die. But I, I don't think the age was the same. He was younger. Um, but yeah, that's interesting. Does he remember? Because I saw a video where he was literally saying that like there was – he woke up one day and the – paper had said that he or every the news outlets had said that he died they thought he died and he was laughing about it does he was is that I don't know that's just interesting he said they're gonna write what they're gonna write right okay like that type of thing okay um okay any anything else he wants to share just I guess going back to our original topic of just um, maybe for anyone listening who um, had someone in their life die really young and they still have this feeling like, why, why this person or any, any, any last thing you want to share about that, Cameron, for anyone who might be listening? He's saying, um, <laughs> uh, he's saying that just be nice is one of those things. And I need to maybe not curse so much. And then that's what also, he said. <laughs> Why? Um, but also, he was talking about anger and like um, just trying to. You can't really see the other person's point of view when you're so heated and you know in that state. And so, always trying to. Calm yourself down before you speak to the other person is what he tried to do. Mm. Yeah. Didn't always work, he said. Sometimes his anger got the best of him. But I think, yeah. obviously, he's just human, trying to do the best he can. Yeah. Totally. Wow. Well, thank you so much for talking to us. And yeah, thank you. And thanks for letting me see you. Pretty fun. Can I, can I see you one more time? Can you do it on command? Can I do it on command? No. <laughs> that is the answer. The answer is no. It's interesting. There is this like, I don't know if this is coming through your window, but it looks like there's this like reddish pinkish light over your face all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. Is that from the Yeah, light? I see it. I don't know. I, the light didn't change in here. Weird. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like right, right here there. too. Yeah. Yep. Maybe it's. I don't know. I don't know. Um, cool. Well, thank you. And best of luck to you. I don't know if he's still there. Um, and thanks, Ambi, for um, connecting. Why are you smiling? I'm just smiling. I'm just Stop happy. smiling. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> you know what's interesting, though? It's like um, this happened a while ago and, like, Someone was like, oh, you're just seeing energy auras. But it's like off of everything. It's not just like people. It's off of yeah. everything. Does that make sense? Yeah. You mean, are you talking about like, wait, what are you talking about? Like the pink light thing? Yeah. Kind of like the pink light. But I see it off of the bookshelf. I see it off of, I don't now, but I did like the doors, the lights, the computer, everything that I'm looking at, it's like glowing. Yeah. You know what I used to see a lot and I don't see it anymore, which is interesting? Um, just like the negative imprints of things all the time, like the way that you describe it where yeah. you look at a light bulb, but then you look away yeah. and you see the shape, but it's inverse, right? Um, mm -hmm. That would happen to me all the time, like just with things, with just things. And I just never understood. I'm like, what? What it? What is that? But and it doesn't happen to me much anymore. That's what I'm talking about. That's what it almost looks like, like a, a photograph negative imprint. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting because you know, like, have you see something in the corner of your eye and then you look and it's gone? Um, I would blink and it would still be there, and I'm like, okay, all right. So this is what we're doing now. That's all right, cool. All right. And then like, um, how I started to see him today. That's how it started. And I was like, whoa. And then when I just kind of like sat with it, more definition would come in. That's cool. That's cool. I like it. 
And I wish like we – there was a way to show – I wish there was a way for like us to see what each other were seeing because I remember when we first started doing this, you would always be like, man, I wish you could see what I'm seeing right now. And I'm like, me too. Um, But just like it's so interesting because I mean even people who see spirits, like I feel like you're not seeing them the same. Like I mean you're seeing it in your own way like that feels whatever to you, you know. So it's just so cool to know that like we're – look. I want to be able to see into everyone's world. I want to know – It's, like, so interesting to think, like, I could be walking – I could be – okay, like, my front desk guy, right? He's always, like, so happy when I see him. He he works in my building and that I live in. And every time I see him, he's always like, hey. And, like, I wonder what his world looks like, you know? Like, is it super sunny? Is it, like, extra bright? Or is it, like, he's like, hey, but, like, maybe it's – maybe he has beliefs that it's actually, like, darker. Like, I don't know. Isn't that so Yeah, maybe, like, that's his only safe space, you know? Yeah, it's really interesting. Um, Cool. Well, I think this is a really interesting topic and it gives you a lot to think about and it gives you – yeah, and I think it's – I think – I don't know. I think ultimately these things happening are ways for the collective to, again, get this kind of jolt of urgency and also of kindness too. Yeah, like uh, lessons of kindness of like Think about how you treat people and think also, oh, I didn't even think of this till now. It's like think of what people are going to say when you're gone. What do you want them to say? What do you want them – what stories do you want them to share with people when you pass away? Yeah. That gave me goosebumps a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. What legacy do you want to leave? Because that's something I was thinking of. I was like, wow, like the legacy that this soul led left behind in 20 years, like in just 20 years is – is so it it brings you to tears even if you don't know him because it just makes you feel like wow this person really really um cared about people and people felt that people felt that love and that care um and people felt seen and heard you know and so Mm -hmm. it's like how can i act in a way that helps people feel that way when i'm gone and how do i want people to feel when i'm gone and (sighs) it's cool it's very cool Mm -hmm. to think about so, yeah. um, well, let's thank a, thank a minute, thank a minute, and thank our Patreons. Let's thank America. Thank America. <laughs> thank America for a minute. Um, so thank you, Whitney Kanika, Tiffany Polito, Tammy Lip, Sheena Bowen, Sean Doe, Shannon McCoy, Sarah Meehan, Renee Hart, Priscilla Marquez, Mimi Abnetter, Maribella Muncy, Mandy Ford, Lisa Perez, Kellyanne Bates, Kasha Boshnievich. Carrie Mayweather, Jamie McMahon, Jamie Edwards, Heather Kiefer, Grace, Dana McFadden, Cheyenne Carroll, Charm City Foster Mama on Instagram, Kara, Miranda, Bex, Boo, Amelia Stevenson, Alex Latiri, Alex Anderson, and Adonica Haskell. Thank you so much for supporting us and um, interacting with us. And uh, also, so for the private conversations with John, uh, which is where, you know, you get to actually talk to John um, on Zoom for 10 minutes at a time uh, twice a month. Um, those are starting this week on Wednesday. So like we said, we do two in a month, and the first one's going to be this Wednesday. Um, so if you want to get in – wait, can they still get in on this one? Can they? Yeah, I think so. Okay, if you want to get in on this one, um, you just have to go into our Patreon and sign up on the tier of uh, it's not Dragonfly Cocoon Cocoon tier um, or higher. Um, and then if you want to just be a part of our public conversations with John, where you get to ask John one question a month uh, while Ambie's channeling, um, you can sign up for our Dragonfly tier, and that will be next week. So get in before then, and we will add you to the private groups. And mm-hmm. you can- and if you want, I just want to say really quick, to Rebel Stars, we have the highest tier where you get a reading from me, EFT session from Alexa, conversations with John, and a shadow. Um, to the people, I will be following up with you next week to do readings. Usually I try to do it the first week of the month, but, um, because of my surgery, I didn't do it this month like that. So I will follow up with you next week. Yeah. Um, so that's our highest tier. It's $180 a month. Um, but you know, 
when you put it all together, it's actually a really a really good deal to get all the um, all the services and all the healing and kind of it's a cool way to just kind of uh, block that in for yourself to just kind of I, I know that all the people that we've been working with through that tier have you know just been consistently growing and shifting and it's kind of like making that energetic commitment to do the work you know you're constantly emotional processing you're constantly checking in with your guides you're constantly checking in with John which is another perspective from your guides mm-hmm. um, and getting like private coaching from John which is really nice <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, just something to consider. And again, you can find all this information on our Patreon page, which is linked in our show notes. Um, it's patreon.com slash podcast. So check that out. Um, what else? Our Lioness Leadership Retreat. Yeah. Um, check that out. This is a retreat that we've created for aspiring leaders, people who want to make significant shifts in their life, um, specifically financially. Um but also, you know, just stepping into a place of power in your life, um, a place of power, a place where you're creating much more abundance for yourself and a place where you're able to take that thing that maybe the world has told you, oh, well, that's just going to be a side thing or, you know, you can't really make money doing that and actually learn how to create a career for yourself doing this and and do it legitimately. So, um, so yeah, that, that retreat is in September. Um, we have a few spots left. The information for that is also in our show notes. Um, email us if you're interested, um, and want to reserve your spot. Our early bird pricing is gone, but you can still, um, either do our payment plans, um, which is a three month payment plan or pay in full. So shoot us an email or click the link in the show notes, which is, uh, where, where that information will be. Ambi, anything else from you? Are you doing your readings this week? I am doing readings this week. I'm going to do my uh, Facebook Live. Hold on. I got a cough drop. Uh, Facebook Live tomorrow night, Tuesday. Um, uh, It's free readings. It's at 9 o'clock Eastern time on my professional page, but I will be blasting that out to everybody. Um, I am doing readings this week. Just going to try to take it easy still. Only do like uh, three readings a week. I'm already up to two. So nice. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, stay tuned for that tomorrow night. Um, Ambie will be back on her live stream. And yeah, and if you want a private reading with Ambie or an EFT session with me, you can always email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com. And otherwise, we will see you all on Wednesday. Have a beautiful week. Uh, chill out in this Mercury retrograde and uh, keep on blooming. Bye, everybody. Bye. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would give us a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. If you'd like to get in touch for a reading with Ambi, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, we would love to hear from each and every one of you. And you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast. Until next time, remember, open your heart to the seeds of love and light and bloom from within. 